Season 6, Episode 1 of JV to the Pros. We're ready to roll. Let's do it. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy 2024. Well, normally what I do is I start off the show by letting you know what topics we're going to be covering and what we're going to be doing. Well, this time, to start off 2024, the new year, season six, episode one, I have to start the show with the great Gerardo. I'm going to bring him on the show because he called his shot well in advance. He predicted what the NCAA championship would be. He called it just like he called almost the entire first round of the NFL draft. So the great Gerardo is going to tell us how he did it, how he did it again and what his prediction will be for the championship game. And I'm going to put the great Gerardo on the phone momentarily. Are you there? The great Gerardo. Talk to me, talk to me, my friend. <laughs> I wanted to, I wanted to find out. Yeah. Here we go. I'm getting you on my Bluetooth. We're ready. Sounds good. Okay. Is that better? Is that better? Gerardo, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Okay. First of all, I think I probably should have put some sort of crown on you for the uh, NCAA semifinal. Both games. I mean, first of all, welcome back to the show. <laughs> People at my gym are scratching their head. Like, how does he do it? I mean, geez. I mean, I don't know how you do it, man. You sure you don't work in Vegas? No. I just picked the team with the better O-line. <laughs> yeah, but man, I mean, you called this way in advance. And I said to you, I said, those are not, you know, ratings, you know, busters or anything. And you said, those are the best teams. They should be the ones going. And I'm like, how does he know? <laughs> and then you and I are chatting while that final, that second game was going on. And both games, now think about it, both games came down to the final snap of the ball. Yeah, no, yeah. Both of them were down to the last play, which I thought was great for views and just good for college football. I like your text when uh, the Longhorns had gotten all the way down. Here they are. They got a shot. They got a shot at an extra point winning the game if they could just get the touchdown. And you and I were like holding our collective breath as that ball got thrown to the edge of the end zone. You want to talk about a great athletic play by Washington over the top of his head to swat that ball away? Oh, yeah. I mean, I I actually left to go go to use the, um, the restroom. I was like, oh, they're just going to take a knee. Game's going to be over. And I come back, and I was like, oh, no, what's happening? And I found <laughs> out 
their their running back went down, which saved them like thirty seconds. And I was like, oh geez. But yeah, no, it was a good. That's how you defend a, a fade ball like that. So, yeah. Now, now after the first game when Michigan won, um, let's let's see how good you are. The kid that broke the um the school record for touchdown rushing touchdowns. The shorter the shorter running back. Blake Corum. Corum. Okay. So the joke I was gonna make, and I was gonna do it after after I let you go, I was gonna make a joke about the fact that and I know these kids get caught up in the moment and their adrenaline is pumping and they're a little bit of sensory overload at the fact that they're going to the championship game. But Corum was giving an interview after the game and he was talking about the fact that all their efforts for the whole year went full circle. And what he said was, and this is what made me think he might not have been doing his own homework. <laughs> he said, he said, this went full circle, 365 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, okay, who's doing his homework for him? He's certainly not studying math. You know? <laughs> Yeah, I think he got I think he got the the days of the year and what full circle is mixed up. That's funny. Yeah, I just thought that was a like a strange thing to to just blurt out. It went full circle 365 degrees. Now now we've got um Michigan and Washington. So, I'm assuming the promotion should be to have an M and a W <laughs> and just spin it. <laughs> Whoever wins, wins. But, <laughs> but I think personally, and, and you know, I, I, you follow college much more than I do, but I watched both those games and I thought these were two great semifinal games. Oh yeah. They're fantastic. Yeah. I mean, exactly what the advertisers would hope for. Nobody's walking away from the TV. Yeah, no, they did a good job. I mean, you have one go to overtime and one was driving the field to end the game. So, yeah. Now, here's here's the thing. And tell me, because you, you played football too. And when I watched the uh, Michigan game, and they're in overtime, and um, – I forget what the quarterback the um um Milrow. Yeah. Milrow. Yes. So he snaps the ball. Now did you notice the way his feet were positioned? They were like a runner in the blocks. You know how a runner's feet are one in front of the other and they're in the blocks and they and they leap by kicking off from one yeah. leg? Right. His legs weren't side by side like I've played quarterback and when I play quarterback, my legs are side by side, and then I position for the throw. He His legs were in front of each other. I'm watching it in real time, and I'm thinking, oh, he's running. I mean, because everyone else was on an out pattern, and I thought they're just trying to clear out the middle. He's he's running, and Michigan wasn't fooled at all. He he had the, the play. He should have scored on that play. He... um. They they pulled the right guard, and they were reading the defensive end. So, like, 
they they had seven guys in the box and they had six guys blocking, but they were reading the play side defensive end. So it was really six on six. And I saw the replay. Miro was supposed to go hit one, two up the middle and cut left behind the guard. And he just never cut left. He had the corner if he if he followed it. Oh, really? So you think you think he could have scored on that? I think he could have scored. He had he had the one, two follow the guard and insert like B gap or something, or at least it would have been a lot closer. I think I don't, I think because the snap might've thrown him off, he didn't really follow the block too well, but I think they had a play cooking there. If he, if they executed properly. Well, and the other thing is, I mean, you had Michigan and Washington, Michigan completely botches the kickoff. He's got his heels on the nine yard line and all of a sudden, Michigan is snapping from the one. Oh yeah, I mean, there's just there's just no way. Like you can't at that point just let the ball bounce into the end zone. At that point, don't even mess around with it. I I thought that's what they were going to do, and instead it was like a panic. And then all of a sudden, they're they're like an inch away from. Like a safety, and I'm like, oh, oh no! I mean, for some reason, I I thought, how could this be happening, you know? And I'm gonna I'm gonna associate that with uh with one of the teams that we're gonna talk about in a little bit in the NFL, but um, but I sat there and I thought, okay, you gotta take a knee. <laughs> I mean, just get yourself into overtime, and let's see what happens there, you know? Yeah, I agree. Now, now it's it's. Washington and Michigan. What's your prediction? I mean, you know, why don't you just get into your time machine, go to the future, come back, tell us what happened. <laughs> I have, I have Michigan. I think there's a team on a destiny uh, with destiny right now. I think their defense played great, and I think they have the safeties and corners to, um contend with Washington's receiver receiving group. I know they have a really good receiving core, but I think Michigan's D-line played fantastic against Alabama's O-line, which is still a very good O-line. And I just think that Washington won't be able to get enough stops on defense. So you're saying but, Michigan, and just for just for fun, no, not holding you, you're calling Michigan. What do you think the final would be? You think it's Michigan by 10? You think it's Michigan by 16? I think it's Michigan by 13. By 13. Okay. Now now those in Vegas can start setting the line in the casinos. The great Gerardo has spoken. <laughs> I mean, you've been I mean, who who gets something like that right? You know, and and it's funny because I heard from an old roommate who was actually one of my groomsmen, um, and and he called me up, and he was out in Yuma, and he said, I mean, he listens to the show, obviously, but he, he was like, how does that guy do that? Like, cause, And he follows college football. He loves college football. And he, he was like, how does he do that? I said, I'm telling you, the NFL Network would do themselves right to hire the great Gerardo. Because I mean, you could just turn around and, and go go get your ticket at the at the cash window at the casinos because he's telling you exactly what the future holds. 
<laughs> I mean, you're you're extraordinarily good at this. Now, I'm not going to I'm not going to I know I only have you for a little while today, but I'm I'm not going to waste a bunch of your time, but the one game from last week I want to talk about is the um uh Cowboys hosting Detroit with the um infamous three shots at the two-point conversion. Now, the first thing I don't know if you're aware, but you know Dan Campbell, the head coach of the of the Lions. Yeah. Um, when they went on that final drive, you want to talk about 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 a coach with some brass ones. He told the team, "I already know we're going to score. I do not want the field goal unit out there. We're going to go for two. And this was before the drive began. Yeah. He let and them know that we're not gonna we're not gonna dilly dally in overtime. We're going for two. I like that call. Boy, I mean you want to talk about guts and 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 really believing in your offense. But now what did you think? I mean, let me let you know those that didn't see the game um know what happened. So so Detroit does score. Dallas is up twenty to 19 at this point. And all Detroit has to do is kick the extra point and they're going into overtime. But Campbell has already resigned himself to the fact that they're going to go for two and they're going for the win and they're not wasting any time on a coin flip or anything else. They're going to win this game right now. And they go for two after one of the linemen checked in with the referee and the video shows that he approached the referee and clearly said something to him and we're assuming he was checking in as eligible to to catch a pass. I mean, did you see that as well? I saw that. Me too. And 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 when I saw it before any of the nonsense happened, I saw it like I've seen a thousand other times and I thought nothing of it. And I thought, oh, yeah, he's eligible, just like Jumbo Elliott in that famous um, Monday Night Miracle game. I was like, okay, he's checking in. That's it. And then he catches the two-point conversion, and the ref says that he was ineligible because he wasn't acknowledged as eligible when he checked in. Now, what did you think of that? I thought they missed the call. I mean, you yeah. see him going up to him to report is eligible. I think everybody I thinks that. Yeah, I don't know what they were doing. Well, you know the um, the officiating crew. You know what happened with them, they're right? Not allowed to, they're not allowed to be in the playoffs, <laughs> right? They're getting the playoffs off. <laughs> I mean, you mm. can't you can't have that. I don't think I've seen anything that bad since uh, the Pittsburgh um, coin flip when Jerome Bettis called heads and the ref announced Pittsburgh takes tails and Bettis began screaming. I took heads and it was heads and Pittsburgh lost the game. Yeah. So that's what began the refs having them call it before the flip because they used to flip it and while it was in the air, you called it. 
So now this guy comes in. He calls himself. He, he says, I'm eligible. Catches the go-ahead two-point conversion. And it's called back. So they penalize him five yards. So now they're on the seven. And Campbell can still kick the extra point and be in overtime. And instead he goes for it again. Do you remember what happened there? I mean, I know they didn't get it. Right. Micah Parsons of Dallas defense gets flagged for encroachment because he was in the neutral zone when the ball was snapped, which now moves the ball. So that's two two-point conversions, and that now moves the ball to the three-and-a-half-yard line. It's half the distance. Now Campbell has another shot if he would like to kick that one point and put this thing into overtime. And, I mean, and he's sitting there holding two fingers up. Stay out there. We're doing this. And then on the third try, Goff, Jared Goff, the quarterback of Detroit, throws it to his tight end, who looks like he could make it. And while the ball is in flight, the Dallas defense grabs him on the one-yard line and takes him down, and the ball goes through his fingers incomplete. So they had three shots at a two-point conversion and all three, all three shots failed. Now, here's the here's the significance of this. Do you remember the week before Dallas played Miami, and Dallas is up twenty nineteen, and Miami gets themselves in field goal range, and kicks a field goal to win twenty two twenty, as time expires. Yep. Now Dallas, the next week, is up twenty to nineteen, and you got a team going for two. Now there would have been some there would have been 28 seconds on the clock. But let's face it, 28 seconds length of the field. I mean, that's not really in your favor. Now, do you still I still see I I did for the longest time. I saw the Eagles, Dallas, and the Niners as the top tier in the NF in the NFC. But after that game, I got to I got to say after the Eagles now lost to another team with like no wins, I would put the Niners, Detroit and Dallas as the top tier. What do you think? I would agree. I'd say I even would think I think the Rams are more scary than a lot of teams give them credit for. I think the Rams could beat Dallas in the playoffs. And you know what? I think the Rams hit their stride right around week nine, all of a sudden they came alive and they're winning games that nobody's expecting them to win. And the Rams are all of a sudden a team that they've got that potential. I would like to see a Rams-Bills Super Bowl. I think both these teams are hot. Huh? Yeah. I don't. I can see the Rams being like the, the Cowboys and maybe the Lions, but I just don't know how people are going to get past the Niners. Well, I mean, the Ravens 
I, the Ravens in the last two weeks have shown that they can pretty much beat anybody. I mean, they just oh, they <laughs> they just tripled up Miami in Miami. I mean, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they dropped what was it, fifty six on Miami. Yeah, I think the game was in Baltimore, but they dropped like fifty five. Oh, that was in Baltimore. Yeah. Okay. So, but it doesn't matter. I mean, they dropped fifty six on them, and I'm like, this is Miami. Miami was considered to be one of the two significant AFC teams. And now Baltimore is beating up on the Niners. They're beating up on Miami. I mean, Baltimore seems to be having a little bit of a field day. Yeah. They're they're scary right now. Yeah. Now, real quick, I, I know I only have you for a couple of more minutes. First of all, you've called your shot, Michigan, by 13. Now, we were just talking about Baltimore. And this week, we've got Saturday and Sunday football. And Baltimore is going to be hosting the Steelers. <laughs> the Steelers, after losing to like teams with two wins, and all of a sudden, the Steelers start winning. And they just, I think they just completed their 20th consecutive season of being 500 or better. 20th season in a row. Yeah. Do you think that's impressive? Do you think since the Ravens have locked up the number one seed, do you think the Ravens are going to throw out everybody a value out there and well, try to beat up the Steelers? No, they're already resting Lamar. Lamar's not playing. They're starting their backup quarterback. Okay. The great so, Gerardo, it's the Ravens hosting the Steelers. What is your call? I think the Steelers went in a close one just because the Ravens aren't going to play any of their start their studs. I think because they're already they're sitting Lamar, so I could see the Steelers winning by like three. You know, it's funny the the line in Vegas is four, so yeah, you're you're right on the money. And you know what? I agree with you. I'm taking the Steelers. Now, uh, the other game on Saturday is the win and your in game between Houston at Indianapolis with the Colts. Now, to me, this is a coin toss game, don't you think? Yeah, I agree. I agree. And if you're in Vegas and somebody gives you a free $100 bill to place on one of these two teams, who do you put it on? I'm going to put it on the Texans just because they have the better quarterback. Yeah, I think if it's a win and you're in game, I think the Texans are the better team. I go with the Texans as well. Yeah, I agree with you. Now, um, I for some reason, Atlanta has been my kryptonite this year. Every time I pick them, they lose. When I don't pick them, they win. I mean, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. But Atlanta and the Saints on Sunday Sunday morning, what do you think? I'm taking the Saints. Saints. I'm not a big Atlanta fan. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I don't know what's going on with Atlanta. They're up. They're down. I'm taking the Saints. Last week, I went against the Saints, and the Saints they were running up and down the field like their hair was on fire. <laughs> I mean, it, it was. I I watched the Saints go completely nuts, and I'm thinking that's Tampa, right? I mean, and Tampa couldn't seem to move the ball an inch. Yeah, yeah, they play a good game. 
Yeah. Now, um, Trevor Lawrence just missed his very first game as a pro. Now, Jacksonville, they're going to Tennessee to play the Titans. I got to figure Jacksonville, right? I think Jacksonville has it. Yeah. I mean, they can't lose to the Titans. And the NFC, the, the AFC South is still up for grabs. I agree. I agree. <laughs> Are you tired? <laughs> no, you just caught me mid-breath. <laughs> okay. Vikings-Lions. Lions. Lions. Simple. We're going to cut that route. My Jets in New England against the Patriots. Do the Jets lose their, like, 17th in a row to the Patriots in the regular season? <laughs> I, I'm taking the Pats. You're taking the Pats. I, I'm going with the Jets on that one. Just because I got to root for my Jets a little bit. <laughs> and Aaron Rodgers has been activated. He is not playing. I don't think he's playing, but he's been activated. And I think just the energy, you know, they're not going to play Zach. So it's going to be Simeon, right? I don't know. I mean... Belichick, this might be his last game on the Patriots sideline. Yeah, we might find him in, on the Chargers next year. We'll see. Oh, really? Is that a possibility? Maybe. Wow. If he were to leave. Wow. Now, I hadn't heard that, but that would be that would be interesting. I mean, I'm sure he'd love Southern California. I mean, him or Harbaugh, if I'm the Chargers GM and president, I'm looking at him and Harbaugh. Well, you and I talked about, you know, I mean, I think Jim stays where he is. I think, especially if he wins a national championship, he stays right there, right? I, I would think so, but if the allegations push him out the door, but I don't think he'd want to leave Michigan. It's too good over there for him. You think he'll be forced to resign? No, but I think... If he has nothing left to prove, but I wouldn't leave Michigan. It's like a great fit for him over there. Yeah, I think he stays as long as he's not kicked out. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, the uh, the underwhelming Tampa Bay Bucks at Carolina. They got to beat the hell out of Carolina. Am I right? I agree. Okay, I go with the Bucks too. Cleveland and that defense going up against Cincinnati. Cleveland. Taking Cleveland? I am. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to go with the Browns. You and I are on the same page. I think I'm going to learn not to disagree with you anymore. I think that's the safest thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, Seattle. Seattle has been like, you know, they beat the Eagles and they, they lose. I was like, but Seattle going to Arizona to play the Cardinals. You got to figure Geno Smith and, the, and Seattle Right, Seattle. I agree. Seattle. Okay, we're on the same. Look at me. You're not following my lead. I follow yours. <laughs> Chicago, who um, Chicago had a nice blowout game last week at Green Bay. I'm gonna take Green Bay. I'm taking Green Bay at home. Yep. Um, the Eagles. I don't know what's going on with the Eagles. I don't know. I don't know. I mean. The Eagles now look like a one and done team in the playoffs. But they're going to New York to play they're going to New Jersey to play the Giants. 
Eagles should be able to put this game away, right? Yeah, but I think it'll be another close one for no reason. Yeah, I, what's go, what do you think is up with the Eagles? I just don't think their offense is dynamic enough. I think they become too predictable and teams are just catching on to what they're doing. And it's funny because I've got a friend that's a big Eagles fan and he was like, yeah, they're not being creative. They're staying with the same play and everyone has seen it, seen it, seen it. And nobody's surprised anymore. Yeah, you see a certain formation enough, and then you see the same play running run out of that formation or that motion. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm not surprised anymore. Yeah, exactly. Okay. The very impressive Los Angeles Rams against the very impressive San Francisco 49ers. I think... The Rams win this one. I know the Niners are they're, they're sitting Brock Purdy and my guy Sam Darnold is playing. I think Darnold's going to play very well. I just don't know how committed the the 49ers are to winning this game when the Rams have a must-win game. So I think the team that isn't a must-win situation is going to pull it out. But yeah, I think yeah, Sam I Darnold think I, the Niners have the number one seed locked up. Yeah, yeah. So I I go with the Rams as well. Um, Denver, and there has been some talk of Russell Wilson maybe ending up in New York with my Jets, but um, frankly, I'd rather see Aaron finish what he started, but the Broncos are going to Las Vegas to play the Raiders, who have been mathematically eliminated. I'm taking my Raiders. <laughs> and, and because I have so much respect for you, I will take the Raiders as well. You know, I think um, I think Max will have something to say on defense as a as a kind of a punctuation for for their season. So I would not want to be on the other side of that line. Um, the the underwhelming Kansas City Chiefs are going to L.A. to play the Chargers. Now the Chiefs, I don't know if it's the Taylor Swift thing. I don't know if it's the fact that they're doing more insurance commercials than anything else. I don't know what's going on. But the Chiefs don't seem to have their head in the game. They're dropping balls. They're, they, there are times when Mahomes has thrown balls to guys who haven't turned around yet. I mean, these guys used to be a well-oiled machine. What do you think? The Chiefs at the Chargers. I think the Chiefs get on track this week. I think they'll play well. You think Andy Reid will have them ready? Yeah, he should. See, I'm thinking the Chiefs, do they have anything to play for? They've won that division for the eighth year in a row, and they're set in stone on the playoffs. You know, I don't know if the Chargers want to go out on a high note, but I think I'm going to go with the Chargers in this game because I have not been impressed with the Chiefs. There just seems to be something where they seem to be in different playbooks. Yeah, I mean... They definitely haven't blended, but I think they're going to lock in for this week just because they know they have to get their shit together for the playoffs. Okay, I'm going to have to bleep that out, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) Being a family show and all. um, Okay, Dallas. Dallas is going to Washington to play the Commanders. Now, for a while there, I thought the Commanders, I thought they had it together, but I, I, I'm thinking Dallas easily in this game, right? I agree. 
Okay. I agree. I think I think they're another team that I mean they locked up the two seed, but I think they, they just want to play well just because Jerry Jones just doesn't want to lose, frankly, and I think they're gonna use this opportunity to play well and get tuned up for the playoffs. Yeah, I think you wanna go you wanna go in a little bit ahead of steam. Plus it's a division game. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Okay. Now the other team that I wanted to see in the in the Super Bowl would have been Buffalo going up against Miami in Miami. Now this is probably gonna be a like a high scoring game. I'm thinking this is gonna be forty seven points or something. But I'm thinking Buffalo I think I'm leaning towards that too, just because Miami has a lot of injuries. They just lost Bradley Chubb. The whole Tarby Kill situation. I know most are still probably banged up, and then Waddle's still probably banged up. So I think Miami might just use this week to get those guys healthy for playoffs and then take their chances with whoever they play. But I think the Bills have looked really impressive. So yeah, far. I, I, I agree with you. Down. Now, do you think that I'm crazy thinking that the uh, total for both teams would be 47 points? Is that too I high? Think, I think that's too high. I think I don't, I'm not sure if Miami scores a lot of points this game. If I'm being honest, I don't. I don't see Miami scoring a lot this game. To tell you the truth, I'm I'm wondering if if Buffalo might drop 35 on them, and if Miami just kind of hangs I, I around. I could see it being like. I could see it being like 35 to 17. Okay. Well, then that would be 52. Yeah. Total. Yeah. So I'm picking, I'm figuring 47 in that. Now, tell me something. Did you have a good holiday? I did. I did. Now you got back, you got back, uh, back home. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say where you live, but you got back home. Um, for the holidays, right? You got home for Christmas and everything? Yeah, home for Christmas, home for New Year's, and then head back after school this weekend. Okay, how did you do on your final? The last time I spoke to you, people could tell you were a little tired, <laughs> and they didn't realize that you'd been cramming for, for, for finals, and I grabbed you, and we talked for like 45 minutes. So. <laughs> oh, I did well. I did well in my finals. Yeah, you're a smart guy, man. You're really, I mean, not only can you tell the future, but you're also genuinely smart. <laughs> Appreciate that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, school went well. Now I'm starting to pick up golf a little bit, so just staying busy. Now, let me, let me ask you, um, as the playoffs get started, am I going to, after the after the wild card week, um, can I get you on for like a five or ten minute talk for the um, division round? Absolutely. We could do a recap of the national championship game too. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm, I'm holding you in Michigan by 13. So that's what, we, that's what we're saying. So now Michigan has to comply. I'm I'm a Pac-12 fan. I want, I want Washington to do well. It's just, I just don't see a world where Michigan loses this game. I think they're just so focused and like, I just think it's their year. Well, I mean, frankly, I was pretty impressed with Washington, but I don't know if, if I was impressed with Washington because they were playing the Longhorns or if I was impressed with Washington because they're good because they haven't played Michigan. Michigan looks rock solid. I mean, they look, I mean. And, and they shot themselves in the foot a number of times against Alabama. Like, they kept Alabama in that game. 
Yeah, and and with bad snaps. I mean, they had back-to-back snaps. Alabama had back-to-back um, bad snaps, which was just putting them in a hole. But Michigan kept kept letting them back in the game, letting them back in the game. And I'm thinking, okay, if they are able to overcome this, this is a good team. That's the sign of a good team. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm I'm obviously learning because if you're agreeing with me more than you used to do, then I must be learning. So I want to thank you, the great Gerardo. And I'm going to have you on um, in two weeks after the wild card round of the playoffs. And um, we'll discuss the championship game and we'll discuss what's going on with the NFL moving forward. And um, when am I going to see you? When am I going to see you down here? We'll have to plan that out. I'll, I'll text you about that and then we can schedule something. Okay. Well, I got a, I got a movie um, a feature film premiering. Um, I think in the next month or so. And I just found out a movie I did like two years ago is also premiering. So I'll, I'll invite you to either both or one or the other of those and um, we'll make a night of it. We'll go to the after party. Got it. Sounds good. Yeah, just shoot me a text and I'll keep you updated with my life. All right, my man. Thank you very much for coming on. I appreciate you. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, take care. Hope you had a good holidays. Hey, Bye. you too. Bye-bye. That is the great Gerardo who has predicted, called his shot, done it right. And he, he he knows exactly what he's doing when it comes to football and college football. I'm I'm so impressed with that guy. Just uh, I mean, just so rock solid, polite, and and just uh, you know what I say. I say we give him a big hand. What do you say? Well, that was the great Gerardo, who is. Absolutely a pleasure to have on the show. And we're going to find out. He's calling it Michigan by 13 for the championship against Washington. Now, I was going to avoid Florida for a little while, but <laughs> but I can't. So I'm going to tell you a story. I'm going to tell you a story. I'm going to tell you a story about a Florida police officer who had to resign after being arrested for repeatedly stealing from dramatic pause Walmart with an accomplice with, with, with an accomplice and his accomplice was wearing a shirt at the time of her arrest that said, Dear Santa, I can explain. Well, in Haynes City, Florida, a Florida police officer has now resigned from his position after deputies say he was caught stealing from Walmart several times. Now, where he got caught stealing was kind of weird. He brought a bunch of stuff up to the front and you know how they have the self-checkout well personally i don't believe in self-checkouts i i think it i think it ruins people's jobs i think it um i i just think it basically steals you. i will wait online for as long as it takes 
to actually deal with a cashier so that this way I know that I'm dealing with somebody who, you know, is earning a living. And and I want that. I, I want to see people, you know, working. I don't want to see things automated to the point where there's nobody to earn money to buy things. Well, this guy was going to the self-checkout. And this is, by the way, this is 48-year-old David Griffin was at the Walmart right before Christmas and he was not scanning all the items that he was putting on the self-checkout. And an employee approached Griffin, made him aware, quote-unquote, that he had, quote-unquote, forgotten to scan certain items that he had put into the bags. And when the employee walked away thinking the problem is solved, Griffin and Dubose, that's the woman's name, they continued to bag additional items without scanning them. Well, that's when Walmart security stopped the pair as they tried to leave, and the police had been called. Now, get this. They had scanned and paid for $207.72 worth of merchandise, but did not scan merchandise worth $343.22. So they were stealing $343.22, allegedly, and they were arrested for stealing, allegedly, $342.22 worth of items. Now, this guy is a police officer. I mean, $300 is like a shift. It's like one shift. And when the store pulled the, the security uh, surveillance, they can see that he was clearly stealing. So Griffin was charged with five counts of retail petty theft, and DuBose was charged with four counts of the same crime because they couldn't catch her on the fifth so he was charged with five counts. She's charged with four counts. <laughs> anyway, the Haynes County Police Department wanted to assure the public that they hold their officers to the highest standards of integrity and ethical conduct. And they're embarrassed, of course, and it's deeply troubling and it's contrary to the values of the department, blah, blah, blah. I don't understand why this guy would have risked his career, his future, his life for $343 when he's a police officer. Um, well, Florida and Walmart seem to be synonymous because my other Florida story is a story about a Florida man who was arrested after he allegedly attempted to kidnap a child from a Walmart. Now, a Florida man was arrested after trying to kidnap a child from a Lehigh Acres Walmart store. This is just about a week ago. Pablo Pintu, Pintuelis, Pintuelis Hernandez was charged with false imprisonment of a child 13 years old or younger. Police say that 
Duelis Hernandez grabbed a four-year-old boy and pulled him away from his family before a relative quickly intervened. Now, you could, I've seen the, the video footage of this, and I think we're going to try to post this, this video on the Facebook page and on the Instagram. But, I mean, when deputies got to the Walmart, where this guy had been contained and restrained and detained, um, they looked at the surveillance, and the surveillance is pretty crystal clear. He just reached out and grabbed this kid by the arm and was walking away with the kid. Now, this is a grown man who is five foot, five foot one. I mean, he's just an, he's an odd-looking person, but Pinto Ellis Hernandez did grab the kid by his wrist, pull him, and then he said, let's go, restraining the child's movements and directing him to walk with Hernandez. <clears throat> well, officers arrived at um, Hernandez's residence about an hour after the attempted kidnapping. Although the officers were called immediately, Hernandez did take off. And he was arrested like an hour later. And I saw the footage of this guy getting arrested. And he wasn't particularly surprised or shocked. or I mean, he was almost leading the officers to the paddy wagon where they lock in a box inside the box of the vehicle. And um, But the um, sheriff said this was incredibly disturbing. And he said, I never want anyone in Lee County to feel unsafe, especially going on a simple shopping trip to Walmart. My team will stop at nothing in capital letters to ensure criminals like this will face consequences for their actions. Well, I got to say, I'm glad they caught the guy. Also, I mean, if I'm that family member and this twerp is trying to steal a member of my family, this three or four-year-old kid, yeah, I don't think this guy is getting out of the store. He's going to be in quite the chokehold for a while. And I'll let you know when the police get there, if you can inhale. I mean, I would have been pretty pretty furious. But Hernandez is being held by the sheriff because he fled the scene. So no bond. Anyway, um, I'm glad he's arrested. But as um, far as his future goes, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's about done. Now, I wanted to talk about this ridiculous, absolutely absurd thing because it is 2024 and this is season six, episode one of JV to the Pros and I being your host, Jack Vecchio, wanted to point out the fact that this is an election year for the presidency of the United States and we currently have president number 46 in office but president 45 the clown that he is has been found to be responsible for aggravating an insurrection and last week Maine's top election official removed former president Donald Trump from the state's 2024 ballot 
Trump is being removed from primary after primary, and he is still campaigning because idiots that can't see the light are constantly donating their hard-earned money to Donald Trump. Donald Trump pulled in like $250 million to quote-unquote correct the election from last time. And people are like, yes, we want the election corrected. The election was correct. Donald Trump lost. And Donald Trump tried to overturn that election by creating an, creating an insurrection. I don't think Donald Trump, I don't think he has the wherewithal. I don't think he has the dignity. I don't think he has the integrity. I certainly don't think he has the, the brains. I, I, I'm, I would question his IQ. I would love for him to take an IQ test because I would be shocked if it was in triple digits. Um, Colorado Supreme Court ruled that Trump should be barred from their state ballot because of his alleged role in the riots at the U.S. Capitol on January 6th. 2021. Trump is facing federal charges in connection to his actions leading up to the riots, which followed after the former president addressed his supporters during a rally on Capitol Hill. Trump has maintained that he did not engage in an insurrection and has accused those filing lawsuits against him of attempting election interference. Yeah, election interference. Here's the way I feel, and, and, and I'm going to quote a judge that recently testified before Congress that he finds Donald J. Trump to be a clear and present danger to America and to put him back into that position of power, by the way, to put him back in that position of power when he says the first action as president will be to pardon all of the nearly 1,000 people who have been arrested and convicted of the January 6th insurrection attacks on our Capitol. He wants to pardon them all because those are his peeps. Well, <sighs> the Colorado Republican Party has filed an appeal against this decision in Colorado, which will, of course, bring the case to the U.S. Supreme Court. <sighs> Donald Trump is such a baby and such an immature idiot and just so unfit to be president. I, I really question his mental state and the fact that everybody that hangs out with him pretty much goes to jail. I mean, now, Arizona, Alaska, Nevada, New Jersey, New Mexico, New York, Oregon, South Carolina, Texas, Virginia, West Virginia, Wisconsin, Wyoming, they're all planning on trying to take him off the state's primary ballot. Now, there is no way he is going to get any nomination to be the president again when you've got 13 or 15 states saying that they do not want him on the ballot. I mean, I just sit there and I'm like, okay, you know what? I mean, this guy is nothing but trouble. I mean, just trouble. So I, I, I don't want to see Donald Trump as president again. 
when he got into office, I thought, oh, great, this is cool. The guy is not an insider. He's somebody who doesn't owe anybody anything. Here we go. We've got somebody who, you know, isn't in debt to anyone. And then he starts pulling this garbage. And I just sit there and go, come on. And his his behavior has been that of a gangster. And the the admiration he seems to have for, for dictators like Kim Jong-un and Putin, and he just thinks that they're just great. And he was once quoted when asked how he felt about the fact that the people of North Korea bow to Kim Jong-un. He said, and I quote, I wish my people would bow to me. Is this not somebody who would like to be a dictator? I, I, I just, Donald Trump is nothing but trouble. There's a book called Everything Trump Touches Dies. And this is a fact. Everything that Trump touches dies. I, I just, I'm so embarrassed that he was the president. I'm so embarrassed that for four years we dealt with his nonsense and his inability to get off Twitter and his inability to shut his mouth and his inability to stop being offensive and his inability to simply be diplomatic. He doesn't know how to have the velvet touch as a leader. He doesn't have the skills to be a leader. And I do not want to see Donald Trump in a position where he can hurt this country further because this country, and by the way, Trump went to the Wharton School of Business and Trump left office with this country in greater debt than we've ever been in the history of this country. And when Biden took office, Biden claimed that there was eight or nine months of work that Trump hadn't done. And you know why that is? Because in the April before the election in 2020, in that April, he began sprinkling, seeding the clouds with the idea that there might be election fraud, that there might be, just in case he loses, he can claim it was fraud. And his followers are like, they're like hypnotized. I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it's remarkable. Like they drank the Kool-Aid. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not impressed with Biden. Frankly, I wish Biden would announce that he does not want to run for re-election. I would love to see Biden step aside. I don't want to see Harris. I kind of like the idea of Kennedy. I would think, since we have 350 million people in this country, I would like to see one of them be qualified to be president I don't care what party it is. I just want them to do the job right. Oh, man. Okay, I'm going to get into my review of week 17 in the NFL because I'm on a rant and I'm getting tired about Donald Trump. Trump, Trump. By the way, his name is actually Drumpf. D-R-U-M-P-F-T. Trump. That's his actual name. They changed it to Trump because they thought it sounded more royal and elegant. 
So, okay, I'm going to stop. Let's, let's get into talking a little bit of FL because I don't want to have the first episode of season six and the first episode of 2024 be on a bummer note with Donald Trump. So let's talk some football. On Thursday, my Jets went to Cleveland to play the Cleveland Browns on Thursday night football, and the Browns beat the Jets handily. I mean, frankly, I think the Browns could have run it up more than 37 to 20, but I did predict the Browns, and the Browns did win. Now, Aaron Rodgers, I was saying to the great Gerardo, has been activated he was actually activated last week in Cleveland, and they, of course, didn't give him a uniform or shoulder pads or a helmet or any of that stuff because they weren't going to take a chance because the Jets have been eliminated. But Aaron Rodgers has been cleared that if he would like to play in New England, he could, but they're not going to do that. They're going to they're gonna keep him rehabilitating and get ready for next season. The Detroit Lions, in a very controversial game at Dallas, had three shots at a two-point conversion with the score 20 to 19. And they had three shots at just simply kicking the extra point and going into overtime. And as I stated earlier, Dan Campbell, the head coach of the Detroit Lions, at the beginning of that drive, knew that they were going to score a touchdown and told them, we're going for two. We're scoring the touchdown, and we're going for two. We're not going to dilly-dally in overtime. We're going to win this game. And Dallas had just found themselves the week before against Miami, up 20-19, to when Miami got into field goal range and ended up winning 22-20. to So I'm sure Dallas didn't want to find themselves on the losing end of another 20-19 to late score, 21-20. So Dallas did win, but there's a... A lot of controversy as to what happened when Detroit came in and announced one of the linemen as eligible. And you can see it on the video. There's no doubt he, he announced it. And uh, that entire crew, that entire referee crew, has been benched for the playoffs as a result of that because everyone saw that that guy came in and he announces that he's eligible. He catches the game go-ahead, the winning two-point conversion. And this referee suspiciously says, oh, no, he shouldn't have had the ball because he, he wasn't eligible. And he announced he was eligible. Um, the great Gerardo and I talked about Baltimore running it up on Miami, tripling down on Miami, 56-19. to 19. I think Baltimore is in a league all by themselves in the AFC. And um, I do think if Aaron Rodgers had been playing this season, I think it would have been the Ravens and the Jets. I think they would have been the A-class of the AFC. But that didn't happen. I did say I thought the Texans would beat the Titans. And guess what? The Texans beat the Titans 26-3. to The Patriots... 
gave the Bills another run for their money. Now, the Patriots beat the Bills last time they played, and this time Patriots were within one score of winning this game, and the Patriots lost to the Bills 27-21. Now, the Rams and the Giants, in a wacky game, the Rams managed to escape with a one-point win over the Giants as the Giants missed a last-second field goal to win the game. And the Giants would have ended up winning the game 28-26, but the Giants missed it, and it was 26-25 Rams. So the Rams are showing that they're figuring out how to win. The Niners up against the Commanders. By the way, the Commanders are facing Dallas this week. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be the Commanders back-to-back weeks. They got the Niners, and then they got Dallas. Well, the Niners, yeah. Ran it up 27-10. to Arizona. Arizona came back and beat the Eagles. I don't know what the dysfunction is with the Eagles, but the Eagles are losing to a lot of bad teams, which I talked to Sister Sue about the fact that I thought the Eagles were a lot better than this, and she's a huge Eagles fan, and she really worries that the Eagles might be a one-and-done team. After starting out 10-1, and their only loss to the Jets, the Eagles seem to have taken pretty much a month off since just before Thanksgiving. I mean, I don't know what's going on with them, but the Eagles just lost to the Cardinals. By the way, this game was in Philadelphia. So the Eagles have won one of their last five games and the rest of the losses were all to losing teams. So the Cardinals beat the Eagles 35-31. The Saints, I told the great Gerardo, they were running up and down the field like their hair was on fire. That's not an exaggeration. It was crazy. Baker Mayfield and the Bucks couldn't seem to contain the Saints on either side of the ball. And I don't know what to say, but the Saints... Ended up beating the Bucks 23-13. And I assure you, that game wasn't as close as the score indicates. Not at all. Panthers. Now, I watched the games from my couch. And the Panthers didn't outscore me. The Jaguars beat them 26 to nothing. And now the Panthers have another... Big game this week. We'll talk about that in a minute. I mean, and by the way, the Panthers, with all this losing, they should have the number one pick, but they traded it away to Chicago. So Chicago gets the number one pick, and I can pretty much guess they're going to take Caleb Williams from USC. Unless they trade away that pick for a gold mine, I got to assume that they're either going to train Caleb Williams under Justin Fields or trade away Justin Fields and take Caleb Williams. But I think Caleb Williams should start figuring out how to get around Chicago because I think that's where he's going. Atlanta. (laughs) I picked Atlanta, and they did it to me again. The Bears beat Atlanta by 20, 37-17. Ha! What? Yeah, I mean... You know, yeah, the game was in Chicago, but I mean, I don't know what was going on, but the the Bears just beat and beat and beat the Falcons, and I can't. I think I've pe- I've picked the Falcons correctly once in seventeen weeks. <sighs> the Raiders, 
went up against the Colts. The Raiders should have gone into Indianapolis and secured themselves a playoff spot. But instead, they got mathematically eliminated as the Colts beat the Raiders 23-20. to So the Raiders are out. But I do think the Raiders are going to play hard this week. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh surprised everyone. They went to Seattle and they beat the Seahawks. It was a one-score game, 30-23. to But they beat the Seahawks, no doubt about it. So I don't know what I don't know what I what the Seahawks identity is. I don't know what to say here. I mean, you know, they 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 they're losing games they should they should win. Anyway, the Chargers went into Denver. I did say I thought Denver would win and Denver won, but they won 16 to 9, a one-score game. Again, a one-score game. So, you know, Denver you look good for a while and then you went in the tank. The Bengals lost to the Chiefs, another one-score game. And that was a tight game, 25-17. But the Chiefs, the Chiefs looked like, like if the Chiefs were a person, I would imagine they probably have like 102 fever. Like they just, they're just not right. You know, they seem to be a, a little dizzy. Um, I mentioned that, you know, there were times when Patrick Mahomes threw balls at guys and the ball would drop behind somebody, and they didn't even know the ball was coming. Um, this thing with Travis Kelsey and the whole Taylor Swift thing, frankly, I think it's been a distraction. I think everything that's been going on has been a distraction. I think they've lost track of what their what their mission is here, and I don't see the Chiefs going back to the Super Bowl. I don't. I see the Ravens going, but I don't see the Chiefs going. I don't think the Chiefs... Can, I don't think they can run with a team like the Ravens. I don't think the Chiefs can run with a team like Miami. I mean, so I think I think the Chiefs are third or fourth in the AFC as far as I'm concerned. The Packers. I picked the Packers to beat the Vikings, and the Packers did just that. They tripled up on the Vikings, beating them 33-10. to And that, by the way, 33-10, to I predicted there would be 40 points scored in that game. There was 43 points. Look at me. The great Gerardo may be rubbing off on me. Okay. Saturday football. Yeah, Baltimore's resting their their starters. They have secured the number one spot. I took Pittsburgh. Houston over the Colts. I'm taking Houston because I think Houston's the better team. And even though this is a pretty evenly matched um, uh, game, I think the Texans win this game. Um, I, I picked a lot of these with the great Gerardo, but I'm just kind of running over it really quick. Um, I don't believe in Atlanta. I'm taking it, uh, the Saints over Atlanta. I think Jacksonville over Tennessee. Um, you know, Detroit and the Vikings. Yeah, I got to stay with Detroit. Detroit at home. I'm taking the Jets over the stinking Patriots. I'm taking the Jets to break up that. You know, the Jets have lost like 15 or 16 regular season games in a row to the Patriots, but I think the Jets break that streak up on Sunday and beat the Patriots. The Bucks and Carolina. Baker Mayfield and the Bucks. Mike Evans, that they got to beat Carolina. I think they beat Carolina by 15 or 20. I think they they bash Carolina. The Browns are going to Cincinnati. To play the Bengals, I'm taking the Browns. Seattle, the Cardinals, yeah. 
Seattle, they got to make things right. I'm taking Seattle. Chicago and the Packers, I'm taking the Packers. Taking the Packers at Lambeau Field. In the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field, take the Packers. The Eagles and the Giants. This might be a tug-of-war of a game, but the Eagles. Sister Sue, your Eagles have got to win this game. So I'm taking the Eagles. Rams and Niners. Niners got nothing to play for. I'm taking the Rams. Denver and the Raiders. I'm taking the Raiders. Chiefs and Chargers. I don't believe in the Chiefs like I did once. Uh, you know, I'm I I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with the Chargers. I'm taking the Chargers at home. Dallas and Washington. I'm taking Dallas. I'm taking Dallas by 14. <laughs> Buffalo and Miami. Yeah, I think Buffalo. I think Buffalo is the better team. I think Buffalo is the healthier team, and I think the total points in this game will be. 47 points in that game. Well, that is Season 6, Episode 1 of JV to the Pros. I want to thank you, the listeners, for listening to the show week in and week out. And I want you to know I appreciate your feedback. I appreciate hearing from you when I'm in the gym. I appreciate the text messages, the DMs. I appreciate the emails. I appreciate the feedback, especially if I screw something up. And I screwed something up um, a couple of weeks ago where I, I did pick one team and and I meant to pick the other and then later on I said it right so I'm glad you guys are listening that closely so good for you because you are listening so season six episode one I'd like to thank my producer the queen of Queens New York producer Karen for putting the show together and making any changes that need be. Last week on the Facebook page, people wanted to see what Dexter looked like before and after the weight loss. I don't know why, but so we put those pictures up on Facebook on JV to the Pros. You can email us at JV to the Pros, all spelled out at gmail.com. We're on Instagram, JV to the Pros, all spelled out. Facebook, JV to the Pros. Everything is JV. Spotify, JV to the Pros. You can listen to the show pretty much anywhere on any platform. But I am very proud of this product. And I want to apologize for the one bad word Mr. The Great Gerardo said. But I think he got into a little bit of a comfort zone. And it was almost like we were sitting there having pizza and chatting. So <laughs> I'm not saying it's the horrible thing. But we're going to try to keep this a family-friendly show. <laughs> okay, that is Season 6, Episode 1 of JV to the Pros. And I thank you so very much for enjoying the show. And until we connect again next week, I'm Jack Vecchio, and we'll talk soon. Have a happy new year.